How cool is it that we actually get to hear from a spirit-filled married couple here this week, all the way from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, Pastor Chris and Jody Aiken. Welcome to Walk Church. We are Come grateful on, to be in the house. Yes. It's been a fun weekend. You guys have poured out much, men's breakout, women's breakout, all types of different content shared, praying for people in, in between, Q&A. It's been a really sweet time. Tell us just briefly, have you guys enjoyed your time uh, at Walk Church? Has it been helpful? Yeah, we've been, we've been honored to be here. Every time we get to do one of these events like this, it really does sharpen us. Nobody ever arrives in marriage to where like you, oh, suddenly we've got it. Right. Uh, you never get there. So it's been, it's been great. And just being around the people at Walk Church, uh, man, it's just been refreshing. Mm. We're honored to be with you. Praise God. Amen. Thank you guys both. It's been great. When you think about this, this sermon that I just preached on and these verses that you guys are very familiar with, um, you guys hit on a lot of these verses throughout the conference. Um, talk to us a little bit about how these verses have played a role in your guys' lives. You mentioned you've been married now for 31 years, that you've been through three different decades of marriage and have made a lot of mistakes along the way and have seen God do amazing things along the way. Um, talk to us a little bit about how, how this, these verses have landed on your lives, and then maybe we'll spend the rest of our time getting specific on on respect and love and what that looks like. Well, I was going to dive right into that. But, Go for it, um, yeah. Because um, it's really on my heart, and it's taken a lot of years for, for me to really just kind of uh, culminate what that looks like. What does it look like to respect my husband? And it's about being intentional of applying the three Ps, respecting him in the presence of God, respecting him in private, and respecting him in public. Wow. Someone because, write those down right there. <laughs> Three Ps. Because you, you had said in your sermon, too, it's, it's about having that relationship with Christ. And if, if my relationship with Christ is not shored up, if my relationship with Christ is not honest and I've not spent time with him and I've not cultivated my love first for Christ and my respect for Christ and his holiness, so good. I'm not going to be able to show my love and respect for my spouse. Wow. So it's critical in the way that I respect him is to first go to Christ. And, and first, it, I, I, I work on that relationship, but I also bring my husband to Christ mm. because I'm not perfect and he's Joe ain't perfect. Joe ain't. <laughs> Showing. And so um, I, I bring a lot of things first to Christ before I ever bring them to my husband. That's some good. issues that I might have or some, some um, anxiety or some things that I'm like, I didn't like the way you did that. I, I first bring it to Christ. Wow. And, and because what I've found oftentimes is there's a work that needs to be done in me. Wow. And there's some pride that needs to be knocked down a few levels. Really? And then, and then once I'm shored up with Christ, I've got to be consistent in showing respect in private. And that looks like not rolling my eyes when he says something that I disagree with. Wow. Anybody roll your eyes? I'm just like, I know I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. alone. And that's disrespectful to our men when we do that. Really? We, we wow. don't want to have our, you know, his eyes rolled to mine. So it's, it's real uh, critical that in private that I treat him behind closed doors as I'm going to treat him in public. Wow. See, I can't be different in public than I am in private. That's, right. mm. that's, that's, that's hypocritical, mm. and I don't want to be a hypocritical wife. Wow. 
And so when I'm in public, I'm, I'm also uh, cautious not to de-edify him with a girlfriend and say, yeah, he's, he's, you know, being godly in front of everybody else and he's not at the house. Wow. You know, I'm not going to do that. And, and the thing is, is it's important for me to edify him in public. And there's this consistent thread of cultivating a spirit-filled marriage that first starts with my relationship with Christ. What I do in, in private is the same thing I'm going to do in public. So what you see is what you get. And I want to show that in the most respectful way. So Great word. Wow. Yeah. Come on, let's Great. give it up for that. Mm, that's helpful. <clears throat> the three Ps. Tell us one more time. Um, respect him in the presence of God. In the presence of God. Respect him in private. Private. And respect him in public. In public. Man, that, that was worth coming to church right there, right? <laughs> uh, Pastor Chris, when it comes to loving your spirit-filled wife, Jody. Um, how has this been fleshed out over, over your guys? Yeah, it's, it's always an ebb and flow thing. So yeah. it begins with a commitment. Man, we're going to love, period. Full stop, we're done. We're going to love. Period. And, uh, you know, and, and Christ is the model for that. So the days that she's not lovely, uh, when, she's, when she's having a bad day or whatever, uh, I got to remember, I have a lot of bad days in the presence of Christ. So love, love not, not just love anyway, love sacrificially, on purpose Good. in that moment. Wow, um, on purpose. And, and I give her a lot of things. Man, I give her a lot of things to not love about me and not wow. to respect about me. Tons sure. of things. But at the end of the day, uh, Ephesians 5.33 is two independent commands. Husbands love your wives, full stop. Wives respect your husbands, full stop. And the two are not dependent on each other. So I got to do my part and then let God do what God does. Man, so good. Right. Yeah. Our church loves practical, yeah. as do I. Is there anything that maybe is going on in your head? She gave the, the roll your eyes illustration, but something practical maybe throughout your guy's marriage when it comes to, to loving your wife that would be helpful for our church to hear. Um, yeah, so uh, one of the things we do with couples, and we've done this personally, uh, Five Love Languages is kind of one of the books in our toolbox. Really so good. once we figured out what our love languages were, uh, hers, hers is quality time and words of affirmation. And, um, and they run pretty close neck and neck. So uh, just realizing that it's words of affirmation, criticism tears down, but affirmation builds up. Wow. I want a woman who's built up. I'm trying to, uh, I'm building my own cistern so that I can draw fresh water when I need it. And uh, so, word. hello, guys. So, uh, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, man, for me to to go by and drop a love note in her car on my way to work, and then just move on and just leave it so that she finds it later Helpful. on the time. I know it's going to build into that because that's her love language. It wouldn't do any good for me to drop a, a dozen roses all the time. She likes some roses, but it wouldn't do any good to drop them all the time. She'd like better me to drop some daisies and a love note that says, "I am." I am over the moon thinking about you today. Wow. That's what it means. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I got from that is, number one, you got to figure out each other's love languages. Yeah. I know even for Nina and I, we were speaking foreign languages to each other in the first couple years of our marriage because my primary love language is different than hers. And, I, and we tend to love with what our language is. So, for example, if your primary love language is physical touch, you may want to touch your wife to demonstrate love and she her hers may be words of affirmation she's like I know you're touching me but I want to hear from you right and that's how you speak each other's love language so get the book 
I'm pretty sure we have that book at our merch table. And so make sure you pick up some of the love language books. What's really cool about the love language book is it gives you the test, right? So a bunch of questions that you can ask yourself, and then it gives you your score, which says these are your primary top two love languages. And you want to really share that with your spouse and say, hey, this is how you can love me best. This is what I receive. Not that all five are not important. They're all love languages, but we do have primaries. So number one, I, I think I'm hearing you say, get the book, read it. Yeah. And then and then try to try to apply it. Try to apply Look, it. if I was going to do anything worth doing in life, I'm going to learn how to do it well. I would That's do good. that at my job. I would do that in my education. I would do that uh, as it comes to my relationship with Christ. I want to understand what those things are. Why wouldn't I spend time trying to be a good husband and understand who my wife is, how she's wired, so I can communicate in a way that she best receives? So it? good. Do you find that oftentimes marriages just whether that's individually or as a couple, they just don't work on the marriage enough. They don't spend that time up front saying, I want to be really good at what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend time in it. Do you, do you see that to happen o- over your course of pastoring for many years and whatnot? Well, I just want to say real quick, um, oftentimes we, we do work on it, but with the wrong heart motive. Wow. We do it because we're looking to get something out of it back. And we ought to be doing it because we love Christ first and we're going to love and respect our spouse right in line with that. With the thought, I might not get it back, but that's okay because I'm doing it out of pure heart motives. It's when we do it out of the wrong heart motives. That's good. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think to some degree we don't work as hard at marriage as we ought to because this is really our safest space that we have. So we, can, we, we tend to move from that from a place of honoring to a place of just taking for granted. She's going to be there. She's going to be okay. It's going to work out. She can't go nowhere. It's going to work out. In reality, we end up starving the most fulfilling source of life that we have because we take it for granted. Wow. That's really good. Well, this is just, we we wanted you guys to get some of the insider marriage conference content because I know not everybody was able to attend this year. Um, Pastor Chris, any last closing statement or Jody, and then we'd love for you to pray for us. Yeah, I I do want to pray. I want to give you 15 seconds. I was sitting here listening to you on Leave and Cleave, and I was thinking, hey, listen, if you're in here, we've already run through the season of of making boundaries with our own parents, and now as parents of kids that have gotten married and another one that's getting married, if you're a parent of a child that way, you make it easy for them to leave. You have that tough conversation with them and say, from now on, this is your new family. You put your priority there. Your mom and I are good with that. In fact, that's the best way to honor us is by you stepping out and doing what we've been raising you to do all of this time. If you'll give them that permission, you'll help disciple them in where they're supposed to be. That's great. Hey, that's free, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was free, and that was really helpful for me. Good. Yeah. My little boys are so so small that I, this is really good insight and help, helpful tools for my toolbox yeah. when they, Lord willing, get to that place. Yeah. Amazing word. Thank you for that. Pastor Chris, would you pray for us? Man, I would. Thank you. God, we are, we are absolutely overwhelmed yeah. at how incredible you are. Thank you, Father. God, that you would be mindful of us. What is man that you are mindful of him? We're, we're nothing. We're, we blow it. We mess up. And none of that catches you by surprise. You know everything perfectly, intentionally, intimately. And you love us. So, Lord, help us not only to experience that and to realize that and apply that, but help us to demonstrate that to the people around us. 
God, as Walk Church leaves today, as we go out into that place that you've called us to work, to our workplaces, to our homes, help us be Christ in every one of those scenarios and situations. Give us boldness to tell people where our hope lies. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd use us as billboards of grace to people around us to let them know imperfect people are welcome into a perfect kingdom by a perfect king. And help us, help us carry that out and be glorified just in the way we live in it. I know what matters is the way we walk this out from here. So help us walk it out in a way that magnifies you and receive praise for it. Thank you for these people. Thank you for their intentionality on relationship. Be glorified now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.